Friends, we are back here on the More Than Punk podcast. As always, I'm Seb Mackay, and it has been one hell of a break. Went on a little bit longer than I thought it would, but I'm so excited to be back and to have the absolutely awesome The City Is Ours on the first episode back. Such a privilege. Hang out with Mikey, and we go deep. Traditional, More Than Punk style, right in with the gut punches with the thoughtfulness, with the emotion. I mean, this is this is everything that we that we come to this podcast for, right? So Mikey and I are gonna be talking a lot about their brand new album, Coma, which, I mean, it's a fucking journey from the first track right the way through the last one. It's an emotional, gut-wrenching, heart-pounding journey, and I think if you haven't heard it, you're absolutely going to love it. So I caught up with Mikey late last week. It was two days before the album dropped so we kicked this conversation off with a, a nice deep chat about how he's feeling just before the album comes out it's something they've obviously put their hearts and souls into like all bands do um, and it's something really worth the wait so here it is my conversation with mikey from the city is ours welcome back it's great to have you here this is the more than punk podcast So how are you? Two, two, three days? Three days away from album release? Two and a half? Three days. Yeah, the um, it's definitely that point now where um, anxiety has uh, has set in, and obviously the the whole. I mean, I, I'm confident in in a, in this record, and I'm confident in the you know the it, the journey that we've been on to get to this point, and the story that the record sort of tells and depicts and everything else. But it's just there's always that bit of when you're putting something out that's so personal into the world you never quite know how it's going to be received or how it's going to go down and it is a bit kind of daunting mm. and i don't think that's ever really going to change it's, it's very much sort of going oh no you know it's, it's the sort of life and soul of what i've been doing with my time for the last two and a half years almost and kind of got me through some pretty dark times in my own personal life so to be putting it out into the world in three days is pretty scary so uh yeah it's exciting but yeah anxious at the same time are you sick of doing interviews yet uh, no, no, no. I think it's just fitting everybody in. Is I love, you know, I love talking about this record and talking to people and meeting people. That's kind of one of my favorite parts about what we do, really. But it's just trying to fit everybody in because we all uh, we all work full time as well. So it's like same. I mean, we're in the middle industry. Of course, we work full time. That's it, man. You know what it is. It's uh, you know exactly what it's like. So uh, yeah, it's just a uh, a bit bonkers. But I think we're you know we're fitting everyone in just about. But it's just trying to get. Yeah, it's a hectic schedule, but I wouldn't have it any other way. I'm looking forward to hopefully the very near future where we can not only do these kinds of things in person, but like backstage before shows and at festivals. Ooh. And, you know, I know what this Ooh. stuff dreams are made of. Ooh. See, now you're talking. Now you're speaking my language. I like mm. that a lot. Yeah, I think just to be able to just chill and have that kind of personable nature and not do it wearing headphones because i don't know about you but these things like squeeze my head so if i wear them two or three interviews later i'm like got a headache but um yeah it's uh 
it's all fun and games, man. But you know, it's uh the world seems to be moving in the right direction, slowly but surely. So uh, hopefully that will continue. Predictably, I've got stretched ears, and if I wear the wrong plugs, the headphones just push against them and push them right up into the side of my head. And yeah, by the end of an interview, oh, I'm just man. like, Argh. I've got like butterflies on the back of some of my things that I've got in mine, and they just obviously they're just pointy bits of metal, so they just dig it into so to like. I have to like wear these. And then obviously when I'm wearing my glasses as well, they like, I have to kind of position them in such a way that it just stops the metal pressing into my skull. So it's, um, yeah, it's, it's a challenge. It's just, you know, it's just a challenge. Life is just a challenge really. Oh, tell it? me about, it I mean, I was going to say, tell me about it, but you wrote a record about it, right? <laughs> yeah, maybe something like that. But uh, yeah, I mean, it's, uh, yeah, maybe the next record will be about, metal pressing into my skull from doing too many zoom interviews i don't know i mean that sounds that would be like metal pressing into my skull in itself (laughs) sounds pretty hardcore right like if that was a song title that shit would get tattooed on people's bodies yeah let's do it fuck it why not yeah fuck it there we go album number three done and dusted (laughs) there you go do how much uh credit do you want to take for that do you want you some just put just put or... me in the liner notes I, i'd be happy with that you know plug my <laughs> socials like, yeah i don't need I don't want your money man <laughs> easy <laughs> love it um, so before just before you mentioned that the part of the anxiety of putting the record out is that like they're super personal and stuff right um the fun thing about podcasts of course is that i get to do this once and if I fuck it up or make a dick of myself, I can maybe cut it out. Um, but I don't usually get to call people back. Do you? So it's sort of like a warts and all kind of thing, right? Do you feel like with the album, there's a sense of, um, I suppose, separation in that you know it's deeply personal and you know that it's about, you know, this, that, and the other thing. But like, I don't know that. Does, do you get what I mean? Yeah, I think like the big thing that I've always tried to do when when we're like putting music out or writing songs and things like that is we've always been a band that's written about like what, what we experience. Um, and then, you know, it's, that has changed over the years in multitudes of ways, but with this new album, it's very personal to particular events going on in my own life. What I've always tried to do is not to kind of allude to it too much. So I don't normally sort of say, this is exactly what this song is about. You know, like there's, this particular thing happened to me and then yada, 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 because it gives people then the opportunity to kind of interpret the songs in their own way and interpret the lyrics in a way that works for them. And quite often that means that they will kind of hear the words, but then kind of process them in a slightly different way or receive them in a different way. And then quite often feed back to us and say, Oh, I love this song because it, you know, um, it, you know, I, I, I've just had, x happened to me and and it's you know this song really helped me get through it and it's always it's a lovely thing to have because you sort of go oh wow that's i never thought about it like that or i never read it like that or thought that those words could mean that in that way so when you you get that kind of all these additional layers so it's nice to have an outlet for me and an outlet for us to kind of express how we're feeling but at the same token then for other people to be able to have that same experience through what we're doing. So I think it's the separation comes in kind of not giving everything away. Like we wanted to be honest about how we felt and we've done that entirely with the way that the lyrics are written. You know, we've not left anything 
left nothing out if it's a you know an angry song or a sad song or an uplifting song it's we've we've put our full energy into that but we have left out the details of you know exactly what those where those lyrics have come from Mm. because then it gives people the opportunity to kind of respond in their own way and interpret in their own way and thus makes it more kind of relatable for them rather than sort of going you know being a total narcissist about it and being like this has happened to me (laughs) feel sorry for me because that's not what it's about it's about trying to show people that the vulnerability and the you know those feelings and thoughts are okay to have and also that if we talk about them eventually you know things will you will feel better and the only real way to do that is to kind of look out for each other and that's sort of what this is almost a vessel for me to be able to portray that i guess it's like if you explain what the lyrics are about you kind of maybe take back ownership's not the right way to put it but in a sense you take away the the ability for someone to have their own association with a song right i know that for me as soon as i know those songs about whatever it's about taking a shit for example um I'll, I'll never it'll never not be about that for me yeah you know it's in, the, in that same way that like if you're in a relationship with someone and you have a song with them and then you break up and you listen to it 10 years later you're like i'm not speaking from experience of course you listen to that song and you're like oh that still reminds me of that person or that thing and i th- yeah i guess i get where you're coming from i think if you dive into like oh this is about this and it's about me and then all of a sudden it's so much harder for people to give it a life of its own right yeah, I think that that's that's essentially what I'm saying is it's just giving people the, you know, the, the, the unadulterated ability to be able to kind of receive what we are putting out into the world in whichever way they need or want to receive it and then do with it as they please to try and help them gain something positive. Ultimately, we're looking to try and make a positive impact on other people's being, basically. You know, it's, it's like through the sort of, the pain and the, the various different things that we've been through through writing this record it's kind of like having those having that option as a yes okay this has happened but you know we are now a physical versional image of the fact that yeah it's ha- it happens but it, it doesn't have to be like that and it won't always be like that but the whatever that is is different for everyone and i think that's the thing that has to be kind of done and that's we've made conscious decisions historically as well as now to kind of go look sometimes it's a little bit more obvious than other times what songs are about but it's like you know everyone will be able to receive certain emotions in certain ways and therefore they should in my opinion have the right to do that because that's what it's about and that's what people and i personally enjoy about music is being able to interpret things and feel things and and have myself you know be changed by music and my favorite bands and that's you know that's why we're trying to do the same sort of thing basically that's why we get band tattoos right um yes so let's talk about those lyrics right because you mentioned that you like didn't leave anything on the floor essentially it was just all in except for the sort of exacting details how many oh shit moments did you have when you were writing, recording, where you thought, this is super vulnerable, I'm deeply uncomfortable with this, I want to take it out, and maybe the other guys were like, no, it's good, you should keep it in, or you had that kind of internal conflict of like, I just have to grip my teeth and get through it because it's for the greater good, essentially, right? The, the better version of the art. Yeah, I mean, 
there's a few there was definitely a few occasions for sure i mean it's it was very i've always been quite good at kind of separating the two things in terms of like i will write down i had a conscious you know i really wasn't in a particularly good place and i had discussions with the boys in the band and a few of the people around the band and you know some of my close friends and stuff and was just talking to everyone that's kind of i'm a bit of an oversharer that's like i'm like, i just want to talk about it and get it off my chest rather than bottle things up um and like we were talking about it and they just said i was like i don't know how i feel i don't know what's going on i was a mess of emotion and they everyone just said the same thing just write it down write it down write it down so i did i just made notes and had scribbled things down in a little book that i had and all this sort of stuff and just you know every time i just had something in my head i was just writing all this stuff down and gradually you start to amalgamate this into you know I, well as i was ready i started to look through it and go oh, okay and then from that point it became like a, a process almost because i was looking at material and going oh okay you know and the songwriting hat comes on as a distraction almost so it's like oh i'm gonna do this and i'm gonna do that and i'm gonna play with this and play with that the most vulnerable moments i found would come in scenarios similar to this where i would be in a room on my own i'd have headphones on and obviously you've got the sort of noise cancelling function of that sometimes and you can sort of start to feel your own your own head and you know you can hear everything is sort of magnified and if i was either demoing or in the studio um i mean I, i'm not afraid to talk about it obviously but like we sat in the we were recording the last song on the album which is a song called save you with my love which is essentially the acceptance of you follow the journey of the record and then you get to the last song and it's like you know it, it doesn't really matter what what i do in this situation i can't physically impact it or change it i need to learn to process it and kind of let go and move on to whatever is the next thing um and, you know not to forget about the stuff that's happened but do it and i i absolutely broke down i was just a mess i was just a flood of tears and i just i just couldn't it was like all that process and all of that kind of shutting everything out and having already written it down and got it out but in a way that was almost structured it was like the emotion of all of that come rushing back through me at that moment being the most vulnerable completely on my own in a room with just the thoughts of my own head and the words that i'd written in front of me and i think that it's almost like i say an amalgamation of all of those different emotional things that were going on for the best part of 18 months at the time through writing the record you, you, it all kind of came to a head at that one moment so i wouldn't say that there was lots of that happening there was a few bits occasionally where i'd, I'd kind of catch myself and be like whoa like this is you know this is fucking deep or you know i hadn't realized quite to what extent i was writing about because you're almost sort of writing as a an out of body experience of looking at it from a third person's point of view even though in my case it was i was one of i was the first person and the third person at the same time but then like i say in that one moment just being in in the studio and being in an environment that i'm comfortable in as well because that was the thing it was yes i was on my own but i love being in the studio we've worked with our producer many times he's a really good friend of mine i'm comfortable there i'm happy there but i can also be like completely myself in that space and it just, yeah, it just, it all came to a head at that point. So I think it's been interesting to see. And, I, you know, I'm quite, that's why I want to share things like that when talking about this album, because it's like, that's what's made this record special to me. And hopefully that comes across in the, in the performance and obviously what happens with. Uh, well, what got you through that moment? Sorry. 
No, no, no. That's... You you would think after two years of this, I would be used to Zoom delays, but fuck it, I'm an interviewer. I wanted to. No, dude, it's all me, good, man. Right? Yeah, go ahead. Um, what got you through that moment? To so, you, you know, you're sitting there, you have that sort of come to Jesus moment. Um, you think well, maybe I shouldn't do this. What kind of convinced you to push on? I think. I think I just needed to kind of just let it out, you know, like I just had a, I had a bit of a cry. I think it was fairly obvious that, you know, when you're, you're the way that we have it set up where we, when we were doing it is that I have my back to everyone the whole time. And I'm in a room separated by two walls and two sheets of glass and stuff. So it's quite difficult to see sometimes. And um, yeah, I was in the studio and our, our producer sort of like, he's talking to me from the room next door and obviously I can hear what he's saying and I just wasn't, I wasn't really able to respond properly. You know, when you kind of get choked up and I was just like, yeah, yeah, man. And he just knew that something wasn't right. And I just kind of, he came in, and he opened the door, he's like, you're okay. And I just kind of broke down. I was like, it was just this whole rush of, you know, whoa, fucking hell, this is mental. Like, you know, I can't believe I've been so abundantly honest about what's going on and i haven't you know it's the, almost the realization of being honest with myself at that point mm-hmm. and sort of going fucking hell this is crazy um and then yeah it just sort of took a minute and we just sort of talked about it and you know went outside and just got some air and and sort of spoke about it and they were sort of saying you know it's, are you all right is the song going to be okay is the and i was like look it's we wrote the record for a reason do you know what i mean and this song was is part of that and it had its placement on the record pretty much as soon as it was written. I was like, this is going to be the last song. This is the the sort of the cutoff point for this particular chapter of my life, but also this record and what we're doing. It has to go in. Do you know what I mean? It's like, we can't, can't leave it. It's, it would be like, be like reading a book, you know, reading Harry Potter or something and then getting to the end and just all of a sudden the last chapter's missing and you don't know what happened. It's like, it's like that. In my mind, that's how it felt. But I think I had to kind of, allow the emotion of it to kind of wash over me and and kind of remove that almost from where I was because all that it was almost a blessing and a curse at the same time because having that there is all you know it's it's the fuel to the you know what what we were creating but at the same time it was so kind of toxic that it was such negative energy that was creating something that would ultimately become a more positive thing so it's it's just been a real kind of it had been a real battle but I think that was the thing is just to not, you know, I, I wanted to just, I, I, my body took over to be honest with you at that point. And it was just like, you are, you know, you are not all right in this moment and I'm going to make sure you fucking know that. So I was just like, you know, got my, you know, had my moment, obviously, like I say, I was in a intimate environment with my, with my closest friends. It was, it was cool. And they were all totally understanding and totally cool about it. And then I kind of, you know, got my shit together and went and, smashed out the last bits and sort of did it justice because i felt like that's what i wanted to do go and you know if i wanted to just stop i could have done and just been like you know mm. what it's, i can't do this but that's not i felt like i owed it to the record and i owed it to the guys to to go in there and, and do what i needed to do and i'm, I'm totally glad i did I, you know it's it's for me it's it was important to do that on a personal level but also for the record and, and what would become coma i guess so I'm, I'm also a bit of a, an oversharer, uh, but one of the things that I'm learning about myself is that I'm what they call hyper-independent, which is like, yeah. I'm not great at relying on other people. Um, 
and I think as as guys, as men, generally speaking, like we struggle to sort of talk about some of the things that you've just been you've been talking about. And I know that there's a there's something about our subculture, right? There's something about rock, metal, punk that people tend to be more open or they tend to be more sort of, you know, hard on the sleeve. Is it music that helped you become like that? Or do you feel like you've always been someone that is quite open about things? Oh, no, like, absolutely not. Like when, when I was growing up, when I was younger, I was the like, I wouldn't say anything. Do you know what I mean? I was the, I was the guy at school that would give advice to the girl that he liked about another, another boy. You know, it's like that kind of, it, it, that was the, I felt, you know, I would never feel, share how I was feeling. It was about trying to make other people happy. Like that's always been a part of what I like doing. And I want to try and make a positive impact on other people's lives. That's very much a sort of at the center of what I do. And that's, I don't think that's likely to change. That's always been a thing. I don't like upsetting people. I don't like, you know, causing sort of negative vibes, but you know, sometimes it's a case of, being being true to myself and you can't always get that balance right and that's something I'm learning about myself is you know I want to do the right thing and I'm passionate about what I believe in and sometimes that gets in the way but I think it's through doing what we're doing gradually over time I've, I've learned to kind of share initially when we first started this band it was a vessel for me to do that I would talk about how I was feeling but I wouldn't express that if you know what I mean it's like it was there in the lyrics but it wasn't open I wasn't open about how I was feeling about things and I think that's the main difference with this record is it's I I have learned to embrace those vulnerabilities and those weaknesses and put that energy positively into our art essentially and learn to create something that can then be used in a positive way to help not only myself, but to help other people as well. And I think that's what I'm probably most proud of with this record is it really is sort of a, yes, I've been honest with myself and yes, I've kind of laid it on the table, but I can also sit here today and talk about it and use it as a, a means of being able to try and encourage other people to do the same thing and use the, you know, what little platform I do have to be able to try and encourage people to, to do that and ultimately hopefully develop as, as individuals and, you know, feel better or whatever it is they need to do in their own, in their own mindsets. Not sort of too far away from what we're talking about, but obviously songs um, in terms of lyric writing, you know, you have your chorus first bridge, that kind of thing. I'm not telling you how to suck eggs. Um, but what draws you to that way of writing as opposed to say long poetry or a novel or something like that you know the the sort of concise nature of music versus the sort of sprawling nature of other types of written yeah. art yeah what what draws you to to songs over the other things um i think <clears throat> I, I don't know i don't think there's a particular a particular thing if that makes sense it's, it's like it's just kind of it's in my blood it's just what i it's what I do. I think the, the thing that has been helpful with this record is it's, I didn't take too much structure in the way that I was writing what I was feeling and thinking down. I just kind of went into it with a, I'm just going to get, I need, I need to get this out of me. 
essentially. So I just wrote everything down initially. So I just had lots and lots of random bits of shit, essentially, like words or phrases or, you know, little bits and clips and feelings and thoughts. And, you know, however I was feeling at that moment, it was all just written down. And then gradually, you know, music, it's just pop, excuse me part of me do you know like it's 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 not something that i can kind of explain or or fathom but it's i just started you know when i was ready it was like right okay back on back in the saddle back on the horse you know let's 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 write some songs let's do what we're going to do let's see what happens and then from that point that's when you start going back through it and like i said before like it became like material and then it was like little thoughts melodies um chord structures patterns all those sort of things which was a totally separate part so i had two sort of banks almost of these are all the weird little songwriting things that i've been you know coming into my head and this is all the really dark shit that's been going on in my life i just need to get out and then over time those two things start to sort of force themselves together and that's where the song started coming out and i think that's the other thing is that it, it became you got this weird kind of mash almost of, of, you know, we, we made a conscious decision of wanting to write songs for the song, if that makes sense. So mm-hmm. if, you know, we, we wouldn't, we didn't go, right. Okay. We're going to write a record. That's really heavy. It's heavier than anything we've ever done. Or we're going to write something that's, you know, we're going to commercialize our band and become something that we're not. We wanted it to be quintessentially city. So whatever we were feeling at that time or however the, you know, the song would come out, we'd go, oh, okay, yeah, cool. We're with that vibe. Let's roll with it. And you ended up getting this weird kind of like death of me, which is one of the tracks on the record. And one of the singles we released is like quite a, quite a good example. Cause I ended up writing a set of lyrics that were essentially about me having a minor mental breakdown. It was like the point in time where I really kind of fell apart. It was like, this is, I just don't know what the fuck to do with myself anymore. I don't know where the next turn is going to come, where the next, you know, whatever. It's almost the realization that everything was going to shit. Probably, arguably, the darkest set of lyrics on the record. There's a you know a few, but on there. But the song that it ended up getting put next to was like this poppy, mm. jumpy, uplifting, vibey tune that you know almost resembles a sort of summer festival type vibe. So you put these two things together and obviously we've been fortunate enough to be able to go and play some of these songs live and things. And it's just the most surreal experience because in that moment I'm performing a song, we're performing a piece of art, but again, I catch myself occasionally and I'm like, Jesus Christ, like this is, I'm jumping up and down and everyone's going mental and having a party to essentially the fucking commentary of probably the worst period of my life. Like this is fucking mental. Like what is going on? But I think that's what's beautiful about it as well, is it's like the positivity coming through the music around something so negative. And it's that just the juxtaposition, sorry, of like the two sides of the coin that constantly flows throughout the record that gives it this sort of relatable nature of, you know, it's an emotional roller coaster, really, but it's it's having those two things together. And, you know, we didn't want to just do something and it didn't feel right to just be like, I'm really fucking sad. You know, it's like, that's not what we're about. It was about going, this is what we feel is going to be the best way to represent what we're doing and represent our band. But also I was telling a story at the same time. So knitting those two things together was an, an interesting experience. But I think it's it's kind of also been the sort of 
icing on the cake almost of making this record what it is. I think catharsis is such an odd thing. I think that and the ability, like you say, to take something really dark and put it against a music that is like not necessarily dark. I mean, that's always such a fun kind of mind fuck, right? Where you're listening to a song and you're like, man, this is such a bop. And you realize what it's about or what you think it's yeah. about. And you go, wow, that's dark as shit. But yeah, like you say, you you know, you go to a gig and and I haven't been to any gigs yet. Like I, I missed you guys in Glasgow and I'm gutted about it. Um, but I'm sure you'll come up, you know, sometime soon again. But we'll it, be back, don't you worry. It must be wild to to like be in that room again, right? Because it's not just your shit, right? It's like 18 months of everyone else's shit just kind of coming together at the same time. Mate, it's it's I I I had some fucking dark days. Like I had some dark days writing this album and then we recorded it and we got it, you know, we got it finished and, you know, our, our previous vocalist had left just before that process happened. So we initially recorded the record without any harsh vocals. Um, and it was just a, you know, a bit of a process and we'd just come out the other side of that particular turmoil personally. And we were like, yeah, cool. We're going to start looking at putting this record together. And then we get put into a lockdown. So I was just living rent free in my own fucking head, going through all the bullshit that I had just laid down. Like I said, where it was like that moment of realization that this was all real in the studio. Literally about five days later, we got put into lockdown. So I was still fresh in that. Fuck. Like this is all, uh, you know, this is actually a real life situation that's actually happening. This isn't mm. just something that, and it's not going to change either. You know, like I think there was part of me in my brain that just thought, oh yeah, you know, this is going to be all right. And it's like, nope, nope, it ain't. I mean, it will be long-term, but this particular thing is like, is not. And that's, and I hadn't got my head around that at all. So sort of like trying to get my head around why I felt so shit the realization and it took me the best part of a year as well by the way to realize that live shows was the thing that i needed mm. doing all the other stuff and working behind the scenes and you know working with the label and all this other stuff that we've been doing which is really cool and i'm really blessed to be able to do has been great but being out with other like-minded people just being present in the moment and living for that 30 minute period you know where everyone just kind of like it doesn't matter what you're doing it doesn't matter where you've been it doesn't matter if you've had a shitty day at work or you know a seven hour drive to glasgow or whatever it is in that period we're all together and we're all there to enjoy that particular thing whether it be my band or the bands other bands or going to see a show that's the that release of just having that moment of just i don't give a fuck about anything else right now except this moment that i'm in so to be able to go and do it again was just i can't like i struggled to put it into words because to mm. just be it just felt like being home and i know that sounds really no no i completely understand but it's like, it just felt like being home again. Do you know what I mean? Just to be in that moment and just to be there with other people that were feeling the same way as well. Because I think that's the one thing that's different about now as, the, as opposed to like pre-world falling apart. It, everyone feels the same now. So it's almost like you've turned that volume knob up of kind of going, yeah, 
we've all had a shit time now. Do you know what I mean? It's like at the time, it might be one or two people, but it's like, we've all fucking hated this and we're all really happy to be back. So it just, it you know, the shows were unbelievable. And I think, you know, everyone I've spoken to has been in the same boat of just going, oh my God, I can't believe we're able to be back here doing what we're doing again. And I think that's just the, you know, I've, I will never take for granted the feeling of playing a show ever again, because it's just, I need that right now where I am in my life. I need that. It's not something I want to do. It's something I need to do. I need it for me to be able to just go and turn off from everything else, all the bullshit and just go and do what I do, do what we do and positively impact other people with that. Because that's for me is what this is all about. Mm. I want to talk to you a bit about the vocalist change. Um, because I'm not obviously trying not to be reductive, but people do associate bands with their vocalists, right? Or they think about like the yeah. vocalist is the band in it in a way. And again, not trying to be reductive, but when it happened and you were finding someone else, were you kind of going, shit, where does this leave us? Like, like is there a because you could always go super left, right, and pick someone that no one would expect, or you could play it safe, or like what was that process like? Um I mean, it was, it was, yeah, it was a rough ride. I think, you know, from the way that I was writing the songs about what I was writing the songs about, I wasn't in a particularly good spot anyway. Um, and Sam, who was the previous vocalist of the band, it transpired that neither was he. And, you know, he hadn't been really involved at all, to be honest, up until that point. And you know, some of that was due to the subject matter and some of that was just to do with where he was at his his method of dealing with that was to step away from what we were doing whereas mine was to turn it up so we saw each other like we were just two ends of the same spectrum at that point in time but obviously when he decided that he was going to leave it was literally about five weeks before we went into the studio to start tracking the record it was like fuck like what are we going to do there was conversations of is this even going to be possible do we even still want this like as a collective is this uh you know, has it run its course? Um, thankfully, those conversations didn't go on very long because it transpired everyone definitely was still very much wanting to do this. Mm. Um, but, you know, was that going to happen? Were we going to try and fabricate something with just what we had? Those conversations didn't last very long either. You know, we decided that we wanted to, to do something else. And I think the thing that was daunting about it is that we didn't really know how to approach it. And then we just got lucky. Like there's no, there's no other other way to describe it. Really, we just got lucky. Like Ollie is um, a very well-renowned videographer and photographer within our our music scene, um, and within the music scene in the UK. Like he's he's worked with loads of loads of people, but he's never been a performer in his own right. And, you know, he'd been part of our team, made a lot of visuals for us, photographed us all over the place, all that sort of stuff. And we'd seen him do bits and pieces, but never really thought that he would want to actually kind of step into the shoes of someone at the front of uh, of a project like this. Um, and we sort of, it, I'm not joking when I say it, it was a joke. We were literally like, oh, hey, man, do you fancy a job sort of thing? Ooh, banter. And then he sort of sent a message and was like, are you guys sort of, serious about that was that like a serious offer and we were like i mean 
yeah like if you're if you're if you're serious hey, we i don't really know what's going on here um and we just got him in and obviously what that did is it just there was no personal barriers because we were already working together we've been friends for years it just came as a shock more than anything else because we were like we heard him sort of try out a couple of city tunes and we literally were just like fucking hell like this has been under our nose the whole time we've spent the last couple of months freaking out about what we were going to do and the answer has been sat in front of us literally in front of us the whole time and we didn't realize so in some ways it was quite funny in the end but i think it for, for an experience that could have been so you know detrimental if not fatal to what we were doing to have come out of it unscathed and in you know in some positions in some ways stronger than we were before is is wild so you know everyone's come out of it sam's in a much better place personally now which is great obviously he's he stepped away from this and he's doing he's doing what he's doing now and he's in a much better place in his in himself which is great because that's the reason that he stepped away in the first place and the rest of us have managed to to move on in a way that has been positive for us and also bringing in somebody else and giving them the opportunity to kind of shine and do something and it was interesting like when we actually then announced it because obviously a lot of people know Ollie but not for that reason so it gave us a, another whole angle as well so it was yeah for something that could have been and I mean I don't get me wrong I was fucking terrified about it because I was like what are we gonna do I, I just don't know how how do you come back from this um yeah well I mean real, real friends went through something similar recently obviously and they've um I was gonna say resurrected the old brand and that makes me sound cynical as fuck um but they've resurrected the old band name and and I know um I don't know if you're familiar with I Am Giant um they mm. were sort of yeah I mean they same thing right um yeah. but I think they did more of a left left turn they just went fuck it if we're if we're going in we're going all the way in um and so it was a sort of different beast entirely and obviously you say that all this has happened quite quite quickly right you're going to go into the studio this falls apart you get someone else you've written all the lyrics and that kind of thing what's it like for you sort of going here are some things I wrote about that make me sad can you sing with them sing about them with me you know or like is there an odd sort of watching someone do that moment i think i think the thing that's that was that was interesting about it is like ollie is like one of my best mates in the world like he's he's one of my best friends he's you know we've been friends for a long time we've worked together outside of the band we've worked on various projects we've got a life outside of city and had a life outside of city previously and i think he just he had this kind of way of sort of respecting what i was doing and there was just this this trust i had this like complete faith and trust in him that he would deliver what i what i envisioned and how i imagined it to be without we didn't even have to talk about it do you know what i mean it wasn't like a and i want you to do this and i want you to do that i'd kind of recorded my version of this is how i sort of hear it in my head but obviously not done by the appropriate people it's just like i'm just trying to get all of this out and he just took it and kind of in some in some cases it was actually a case of me saying to him at you know put put you on it like don't just copy what i've done because i if i could do it i would have just done it and you wouldn't be here you know it's like it's 
I've, I'm not that person. I'm not, I don't have the talent to be able to do what he does. So I'd recorded these horrendous demos, which hopefully we'll never see. I'm the sure they weren't that bad, <laughs> but like, you know, these with the, you put it on to give, uh, a sort of placement and, and a marker almost to, for people to hit and he was trying to sort of emulate what I was doing and I was like dude like you need to be you so if anything it was sort of going you know take this I'm, I'm trusting you to take this and fucking run with it and give it the best you've got and put your spin on it rather than just trying to because that's what makes it brilliant you know it's the, mm. it works the same with everybody else it's it's what makes the process great is that you know we have a vibe for the song but then we take the drums to louis and go louis look you're a fucking better drummer than i can program in logic so you go and run with it and do what you want to do with it and then we'll kind of rein it back in if we have to and, and sculpt it into something that works and the same with everybody else you know stuart's an amazing guitar player far superior in writing lead parts and stuff like that to me so why would i sit there and be like oh stuart this is what i want you to do sometimes there's like a, a vibe or a thought or a feeling but if i could do it i would do it myself so that's the mm. thing about all of it is to go that's not what this is about it's about everyone adding their flavor and that's what's been so great is that the guys really took it on board but got involved you know some of the lyrics on the record i had nothing to do with mm -hmm. they wrote songs almost from their from their experiences but also sort of looking at what was happening around them and going look this is how we're interpreting how you're feeling and what you're going through through our own experience and things that have happened to us so it all kind of ties together through that collaborative thing and i think that's what's been so brilliant and so beautiful about the way that we put this together is it really is there's been no judgment there's been no prejudice it's just been a team effort of everybody trying to sort of get on board and do this particular story the justice that it deserves is this Neil Gaiman quote, he says that um, novels are never finished, they're just abandoned. And I'm always curious if songwriting is the same thing, or if you know when you've hit an end point, you've got, yeah, the song's fucking done, or you know that you could work on these 12 songs for the rest of your life if you wanted to, you know? Exactly that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, uh, I think the thing that's interesting as well is that there's ways and means that you can develop it afterwards. And I think that's that's always a nice thing to explore sometimes, but not you have to close a book on it at some point. And I think with this record, particularly with the subject matter, it was very much a case of it's therapy for me. That was, that's what it was, you know, like it was sort of going, talking through my own problems and my own issues. And then eventually getting to the end and going, ah, shit, this is my conclusion. This is my, you know, the, the kind of, this is how it ends almost, but it's not the end of me. I'm still here it's the end of that particular section and me then going, and you know, that wasn't the end of me drawing the line under it either, but it was me then going, okay, I've got to go and fucking deal with this now. Like that's the next step for me is to go, I've, I've, I've assessed it. I've looked at it. I understand that this is what has happened. Now I've got to go and deal with it in my day-to-day -day life and, you know, move forward through it. But I think it is a cathartic thing and it is that whole kind of like experience of going, yep, okay you know you you've you figured it out now son but you've got to go and you've got to go and deal with it and and the reality of that is the next the next step i suppose but you could you could work on it forever and that was the thing you know we were happy with it 
we you know we've changed a couple of things up live and stuff like that because you can and that's fun to do sometimes just as a you know to keep it fresh for us but the songs are there and they deserve to be treated with a sort of level of respect as well because that's how people expect to hear them so you have to get the balance right with that so on a personal level how does an album like this set you up and what i mean by that is you've obviously been through a whole lot of shit you've interpreted it you've dealt with it is this album something that you feel like you can come back to when you're having a shit time and you know re-navigate through that process or do you see this as like in the same way you wouldn't go back through and read your old journal because you know it's depressing and sad and you just don't want to go there again does that make sense yeah, no, I totally get you. I think for me, it's in some ways it's a bit weird because it's like it's almost both mm-hmm. because it's like I it's how I interpret the songs. Like sometimes I enjoy performing. I enjoy singing I enjoy that side of it. And there was times, particularly during lockdown, where I would just go out driving and just go and sing along to the record, like just to go and do that, just to do, you know, just to be in that moment. But then you've also got the sort of like the deeper, it's that whole sort of catching myself thing that I was talking about, because then when you, you realize you, it's easy to be able to listen to something that's been produced in the studio and say, oh yeah, here's me singing along to a song. I, mm-hmm. for some reason I have this sort of like, I sometimes forget that it's me that's on the record almost. So it's like, I'm just sort of doing that thing to this song that I like and then almost sometimes you go oh fuck like i can relate to that i wait yeah because that's my fucking shit (laughs) do you know what i mean that's what's going on so i think it's it's i think it will come in waves and it will go in waves and at the moment i'm in a i'm in a much better place i'm in a more positive environment physically i'm in a more positive environment mentally um but like this this record and everything we've ever done but this record particularly is a part of me and that's not going to change um, because I'm proud of it. I'm proud of what me and my best friends in the world have, have made and put together. And, you know, we've, we've told a story with, with dignity and with, with passion and, and also with the, the tools to try and hopefully aid other people as well, you know, to give other people the kind of insight that into that vulnerability and hopefully be able to utilize that in a way that is positive for them. Um, but it then equally, obviously, is it it's, has its own kind of derogatory moments because it's a, it's sad as shit. So I think it's, it's going to be interesting to see, but I think it will always be something that I can come back to in my highest and lowest moments because I am so proud of it, but also because it, you know, will always be a reminder to that dark time. So it's, I think time will tell, but it's, I'm certainly not going to be shutting the door on it and saying, right, I've done that now On to the next thing mm. because it's, it's part of me and part of my journey as a human being. And, and that journey that we shared as, as five guys and, our, you know, producer and our team around us, it's, it's all part of what we've, what makes us us. And it's not all been shit. It's just a rough, you know, some of the, the lyrical content is rough. So there's, there's a big concoction of different emotions that I think will, constantly be able to be reflected on in different ways that feels like such a beautiful note to end on it's been a pleasure man thank you so much honestly no just thank you for for having me and for giving me the chance to you know talk about this and 
to share to share how I'm I'm feeling with 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 people and stuff because it is like I said it's it's really about trying to make a positive impact on other people. It's not just about going you know look at look at this terrible stuff that's <laughs> happened to me. Feel sorry for me because if it was, I'd just be saying this is exactly what happened and it was rough as fuck and people <clears> would be like yeah shut up dude like you don't care. So it's it's having having the ability to kind of talk about it in more depth but also be able to encourage other people to to think in the same way hopefully is is what it's all about and platforms like yours enable people like me to be able to do that so thank you so much So how was that for a first episode back? That was Mikey from The City Is Ours here on the More Than Punk podcast. It's been so good to be back. It's been so good to be hanging out with you guys again. Coma is out now. Make sure you stream it. Make sure you pick up a copy. It's an absolutely awesome record. These guys deserve all the love they can get. And keep an eye out for tour announcements and that kind of thing. Too, obviously the UK is opening back up. Shows are almost all go in most places at the time of recording things might change but we never know next week i'm hanging out with cherry from defenses they just wrapped up a tour with the city is ours and they have a new record coming out too which is also phenomenal it feels like it's been such a great year for music and the tail end of this year the next few months i think it's going to be even better i truly believe that so thank you for coming and hanging out on this episode of the podcast i will see you again next week with cherry from defenses